uh, this podcast after hours. We got some whiskey. We got some pretty heated uh, debating questions. Uh, the topic for today is heavily debated uh, by many people. And I've heard lots of different people um, saying one way or another or multiple ways. But yeah, we're talking about should you show your pricing on your website? This is, if, you, if you've never made a live uh, podcast recording before, this is what it is. Um, talking with you, we get to uh, converse, get to have a little bit of a two-way conversation here instead of just listening in on your podcast app. You get to uh, ask questions. You get to give input like Whitney and uh, you get to share your opinion. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast, where you can build your business, grow your community, and have fun doing it. I am your host, John Mansfield. Every week, we bring you real conversations with photographers and entrepreneurs to discover ways that you can take your business to the next level and serve your clients well. We record these live in our Facebook community so you can be part of the conversation. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of whiskey and get ready for today's episode. Welcome to the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. And tonight we are talking about tonight. Uh, I guess it could be tonight. If you are listening to this Monday night, the day that it comes out, it is still night. Uh, but whatever time of day uh, you're listening to this, I hope you have a good drink with you. Uh, but we're talking about pricing. And we are talking about whether or not you should put pricing on your website. Lots of people have lots of opinions on this. Um, and, and they're all valid. Uh, and my opinion tonight um, may not work for you. I don't know. I'm going to try and explain a few different, a uh, few different options for you. Um, but I mean, you can put all your pricing on your website. You can put none of your pricing on your website. You can have like a starting price or a range of prices or just like a inquire for price. There are a bunch of different options. None of them are correct. None of them are wrong. It all depends on what you want, what you want out of your business and the clients that you are searching for. So to get into it, um, to get into it, let's, let's talk about the clients. So it, it really depends on the people that you're wanting to attract. This could be a wide range of people. Um, you know, if you're looking to attract people who are um, uh, more, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's talk about you, your business, because because uh, I, I mentioned this earlier in the Facebook group, and got a couple different answers um, from uh, people who are not photographers. We have a lot of non-photographers in the group, which is awesome. I love all the creative entrepreneurs that are in the group. Um, and, uh, and we had different ideas in different, um, different businesses, different services. So it really depends on your kind of service, what you're providing that will determine a lot of this, whether or not you're going to have pricing on your website, because if you are, uh, if, if your business is like a commodity, if it's a, a physical thing, a product or whatever, if you make earrings, 
and you have like this one set of earrings, you made these earrings and you are selling them on Etsy or your website or whatever, um, the, the odds are you're going to have your pricing on there. It's going to be, these earrings are $25. These earrings are $75. I don't know, earring prices. And, uh, and yeah, it, it's dependent on the material, the time it took you to make it, the, uh, you know, if, if people are, are just waiting for you to drop that, that email saying that you've made another 20 of these and then they fly off the shelves, you can jack that price up a little bit. Um, so it's dependent on a lot of things, but if you're selling a commodity like that, a product, then most of the time you're going to have pricing on your website so people can see what it is. And if it's a static price that stays the same, no matter what, unless you're doing a sale or something, that's probably how you're gonna have it. Um, but a lot of us are photographers. A lot of us are wedding photographers and, um, and that's, that's, uh, that's not really, I mean, you can put it, uh, like set it up like products where you're like, all right, for a wedding, it is going to be X amount of dollars for an engagement shoot. It is this amount of dollars and you can set it up like that. That's totally cool. It is, uh, you know, you can do that. I will go into why, uh, like the pros and cons of setting it up like that. Um, but it really depends on what your services are and the clients that you're wanting to attract. So the clients you can attract anywhere from the super low budget friendly, budget friendly. Yeah. They're, they're budget friendly because they are budget shoppers. They are looking for the cheapest op option. They're looking for anything that they can get for next to nothing. And sometimes that is your ideal client. Maybe not your ideal client, but that's who your client is. I know like whenever I was starting in the business, um, I would take a wedding for whatever I could get because I wanted the experience and the experience in the portfolio was worth a $200 wedding or worth a free wedding because I got experience. I got to take photos. I can put their photos on my website and I can attract more people and I can learn from them and build my experience and build the value that I can provide for the next couple. And at that time, it was fine for me to work for free. I highly recommend working for free whenever you first start off. We've talked about this in other episodes. Uh, so that's, that's another thing. Um, but I'm going to kind of go into the different different markets of clientele. So you have your luxury market and uh, yeah, we got your luxury market. You've got, um, you've got like the, the high end, which would be just below luxury. You've got your uh, kind of average middle ground and then you have your low end and then you have your budget and then you have your free. Um, so that's kind of the span of all of those. And in different times in my business career, um, I have been in different places and I've been trying to attract different people. Whenever I first moved um, from Austin to College Station, I was looking for uh, closer to the budget kind of people because I wanted, uh, one, I wanted to fill my calendar and I knew I can fill my calendar if I market to these budget people, because I can book a ton because the value that I'm providing them is more than the budget prices that I am 
giving out. So I did that and that helped. I, you know, filled up my calendar pretty well. And then there have been other times where I'm leaning more toward the high end or the luxury. Um, I would say that I'm probably in the high end right now, uh, definitely nationwide in the high end um, because I think it's like 80% of all weddings in probably the last 10 years, but for sure, maybe not last year. Last year was kind of weird. But before that, it was about 80% of all weddings. The photography was below $2,000. So if you were charging more than $2,000 for your wedding photography, congratulations, you were in the top 20%, um, which is pretty cool. And that means you're on the higher end across the board. May not be the higher end in your market, um, but you're in the higher end, you know, across the country. Um, And this is, you know, U.S. stats. Uh, They could have changed. This is probably 2019 or so that uh, that I read that. Um, So the difference between like luxury and middle ground, low end, somewhere around there. I think of um, like I I used to live uh, when I lived near Austin, there was a big outlet mall, ton of different shops and they were, you know, outlet shops. But um, so so most of the outlet shops, they have like sales, discounts, all that kind of stuff. But there was also a coach outlet, which most of the time did not have sales and they were all just as high priced as they were at a coach store. And go in there girlfriend at the time loved coach stuff and we would walk in and you know look at they have these big giant shelves and there's like four purses across 15 feet and it's you know very high-end looking and all the stuff is in the back and you have to go get the, the specific ones but they also didn't have any pricing out there you walk in and it's nice you look at the bags you admire them you look at the stitching the whatever the things are and uh you're you're looking at the value of these bags these purses and then you say hey i'm interested in this one then they give you the pricing so a lot of the luxury end tends to be no pricing inquire for pricing or uh, maybe like a starting price and then you go over to like forever 21 or something and they have just like a discount bin of a bunch of $10 purses and they have, you know, everything has a a price tag on it because you need to know like, all right, I'm in here. I have a budget. I'm not going to spend over 35 bucks for a bag. And you're looking around and you find them. And that's more of the lower end Uh, price shopping because if you have if your client has a price in mind they may not go with you or they may say okay they fall within my budget that's good i'll go ahead and inquire Um, i actually i have a a facebook group for um you know brides and grooms who are planning their weddings and i help them you know with tips and stuff like that and i had asked a while back maybe a year or so ago about pricing and when they were searching for any vendor, didn't matter, wasn't photography specific, but when they were looking for wedding vendors and they came to a website that did not have pricing on the website, did they inquire? 
or were they more apt to just leave and go somewhere else where they can, you know, make their own spreadsheet and kind of see which ones they want to actually reach out to or which ones they want to, you know, whittle down into their pricing. And most of them said that if there was not pricing on the website itself, they would just leave because it was too much to inquire to 15 different places. And then they're getting emails back. And they're like, I don't even remember. I got to find like your web page and go back and look at your photos and see if, if I even liked, you know, if where you ranked on my style, what I liked, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I found that that to be interesting. Of course, that is just a select, you know, about 100, 200-ish, uh, probably about a year ago, close to 100, um, you know, brides and grooms who were planning their wedding, and that was their experience. So you need to ask yourself, where are you on that scale? And be honest, like, don't be like, oh, I am definitely luxury. When you want to be luxury, like, be honest with where you are right now. I know that I am not luxury. I aim to get there and I'm doing things actively in my business to move myself toward being a luxury photographer, but I know that I'm not there yet. So like, honestly, look at yourself, look at your business, look at the value that you provide for your customers and say, where am I? Where am I on that scale? Am I providing a luxury experience? Am I providing a high-end experience? Am I providing kind of, you know, run of the mill, pretty average, they're going to get a good, you know, good quality photos, good experience. That's it. Um, Are you more on the low end? You're not really, you know, super connected to them. You're not hands-on. It's more just like, yeah, I'll show up. I might meet you for the first time on your wedding day. That's cool. Um, Or are you on the budget side, which all of those places totally cool to be uh, depending on where you are in your life, which is another factor. Um, are you, are you still in your nine to five job, but you love your nine to five job. And this is more of like a hobby. And it's like, yeah, I, I love doing weddings, but I also love my nine to five. So I'm not like trying to build up this side business in a way to where it's going to be all of my like sole income. Then that's great. You're probably, you probably don't need to aim for the luxury side. But if, um, you know, if you're wanting to leave your nine to five, or if you're really wanting to, um, to just provide an amazing experience for your clients, then yeah, you're probably leaning more toward luxury. So with that, let's get into the different prices, uh, the different ways that you can show your prices or not show your prices on your website. Once you figured out where you land, what your ideal clients are and where they're coming from. If your ideal client is more on the budget side, they're more, you know, you want, uh, like when I first started, I wanted to be the budget photographer. I wanted to provide a great quality experience for my customers, um, for people who were poor like me so that they can experience amazing photos um, without having to spend, you know, five, ten thousand dollars they can spend twelve hundred dollars and still get an amazing experience. And I got rave reviews from a lot of people because I provided a higher quality than what I was charging. And then 
I realized that I am not my ideal client and um, that I needed to charge more for what I was doing because I was running myself into the ground and going crazy. Let's talk about the inquire for price on your website. You have no prices. There's nothing on there. In order for your potential leads, your potential customers to even find out about your pricing, they have to inquire, they have to fill out your pricing form or whatever. Um, so this will lead to fewer leads one because of the kind of, you know, a, a small study that I did with, a, with the other brides and grooms, um, where most, most people, if they have to inquire to get any pricing from you, they're probably not going to, and that's fine. If you are not looking for everyone, if you have plenty of leads, then you don't need to do that. And that's great. Um, if you are looking for more leads and you would love to have more leads, then what you can do is you can put more pricing on your website because um, you're going to have fewer leads because more people are going to just leave and go somewhere where there is pricing. However, if you don't have pricing on your website, that also shows that you are a little bit more luxury. You're more on that coach side, that Gucci side, that uh, Louis Vuitton side of your industry than the Forever 21 whatever target brand purses are. Um, so you're not for everyone. And if you don't have pricing on your website, that's going to tell the people who are looking to spend thousands and thousands of dollars and they're looking for a high-end experience, a luxury experience, then the odds are if they see that you don't have pricing, they're probably going to assume that you are on that luxury side, especially if your photos, if your services that you're showing and portraying in your portfolio align with the quality that they would expect from a luxury service. So that's one way you can go. Um, and you know, you also have to ask, will they inquire whenever you say inquire for pricing? Because me personally, if I'm looking for anything, if I'm looking to hire someone, if I'm looking to hire a photographer, we, we try to do, um, uh, family photos at least once a year. And I, I know so many different photographers because created a photography community here locally. But a lot of times I will go to different people's websites. I'll check out their stuff, kind of see their style. I know them personally, but I kind of want to see their style too. And um, some of them don't have any pricing on there. And that worries me because I'm not like super wealthy. So like, I don't know, are you $1,500 for a family session? Are you $400 for a family session? I'm not sure, but I know that the next person that I go to, they show that they are $500 and that's more doable. And I know that what it is already, I like their style, all that. I'm more apt to fill out their contact form than I am the one without pricing. But then again, I'm not looking for a luxury service like someone who might be looking for like a $2,000 family photographer that, uh, you know, if I, if I have that budget, if I'm looking for that, then I'm probably going to inquire with the ones that don't have pricing on the website. Hope that makes sense. I feel like I'm kind of going in circles with that, but, um, so that's the no pricing 
having to inquire to get pricing. Next is the range of prices. This can be good. Um, it does weed out a lot of the budget shoppers. Um, you know, if you're saying our packages range from $2,000 to $4,000, then anyone who whose budget is below 2000 is like, all right, well, I'm not going to inquire with you at all. But some of those whose budgets are in the, you know, six to $8,000 range or higher, probably not going to inquire with you either because you've capped it off and you've said, we range from two to four, meaning four is the max value that we're going to give. Like if you're looking for more than $4,000 worth of value, then, you know, go somewhere else because that's where we max out. We also don't do anything less than 2000 and that can send some of the higher end people away, <clears throat> but it also will send the lower end people, the budget, uh, budget brides, the budget couples out of there. Um, also it kind of kills you, uh, shoots you in the foot. If, uh, if you're trying to upsell anything, so a lot of times, um, which uh, we uh, there's uh, we're we're coming out with uh, an episode uh, fairly soon here in the next uh, month or two about um, about discovery calls and how to do that, how to talk to your couples and explain value and get them to really buy into not buy into, but really to get them to say what you are providing. Um, because whenever you say it, it is selling. Whenever they say it, it's closing. Um, that is, I've heard that a lot from Ben Hartley. I know I've heard it from other people too, uh, but I want to give him props for that. Um, because my whole uh, discovery call uh, sequence uh, has changed drastically and uh yeah be going into that soon so uh if you're not subscribed definitely subscribe but um with discovery calls you often get to figure out where they are what they're looking for what value they put on your services and if you've already capped yourself off at four thousand dollars then they already have in their mind we're not paying any more. Like we're not paying a dollar more than $4,000 because that's where your packages range from two to four. It's what it says on your website. Don't send me this $5,300 deal because you said two to four. I'm not going to pay $5,300 when you've been advertising two to four. That's the downside with ranges. Um, you can also put the average price on your website. This is okay. Um, but it tells them, this is what you should pay. This is what the average couple pays. This is probably what your wedding package is going to look like. This is what you should pay. Um, so you can say, you know, instead of that range two to 4,000, our, our average couples uh, spend $3,000. So then whenever you have couples coming in, they're looking at your website, they're seeing the average is $3,000. Okay. They inquire about your pricing. You talk to them and you give them a much higher package than that, maybe you quote that $5,300 one from earlier, and they're like, oh man, the average is 3,000? Like the, the average couple only booking you for two hours? What's going on? Why is this so different? That's almost double what your average is. 
Uh, and, you know, they may not feel like what they're asking for is that crazy or that far out of range. So that's the only downside with or that's one downside with giving an average price on your website. Of course, I'm speaking mostly to photographers and wedding photographers. Um, I know we've got bakers and we've got uh, florists and planners and everything uh, in here. So it's going to be a little bit different for y'all. Um you know, you could like, if you are a baker and you have, uh, you know, average, average cakes are, you know, three tiers feed. I don't know how many people, three tiers feeds a hundred people. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I guess, I guess it depends on how big they are for their, you know, 24 inch tiers. They're probably going to feed a lot more people. Um, but you know, you could say something like <clears throat> the average, uh, three tier hundred person cake is, X amount. You can say that, and that kind of gives them a range of, okay, that's what this is. And you can say the average eight hour wedding package is X amount. Um, but that also kind of hurts you in the whole upsell, the whole um, getting a package together that really fits their needs. Because whenever you start with a package, that's what's anchored. That's what they see. And that's what they feel like they need, unless um, they're very informed and they have a lot of knowledge in this area, or if you can explain it to them and share that knowledge and then move them away from that anchor that they had, but giving them that one solid, uh, one, one solid um, price, that average price is going to anchor them right there. And they're going to feel like they can't go too much one way or the other off of that anchor. So we can go into the next one, which is another anchor, your starting price. So it sets a base. Um, most people, if they're looking on your website and they see that your wedding packages start at a thousand dollars, then they can say, okay, well, they, they started a thousand dollars. I don't know what's included in that let me ask and see where we're going to fall. But if you started a thousand dollars for a one hour justice of the peace, uh, elopement, and then your normal, like eight, you know, six, eight, 10 hour wedding days are in the $5,000 range. That's going to be a pretty, uh, pretty big sticker shock for them when they're saying, okay, you're starting at a thousand wow, you're five times more expensive than your starting price. What's even included in your starting price? So you have to be careful with starting prices. It does set a base. So most people know we're going to be more than whatever the starting price was. Um, it also helps to remove budgets. So if someone has a, uh, you know, a, a $500 budget and they see that your starting price is $1,000, then they know, well, I should probably move on. This is not going to work out for me. So it helps remove the budget shoppers. It also allows for that upsell that the, the average and the range kind of, you know, cut off at the pass because this allows you to say, yeah, this is our, our starting. That's mostly for small intimate weddings, whatever. And then yours would be this and we can add this. And this is the value that we can provide for this. And then you're adding more value 
on value, on value. And then they're saying, oh, well, this is definitely not going to be anywhere close to that starting price. Um, so that can help, but it doesn't allow you to upsell too much. Like I said, you, it's harder to sell a $5,000 wedding when you say that your, 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 uh, your packages start at $1,000, especially if they're looking at you and they're like, okay, yeah, good quality. Uh, start at $1,000. Ours will probably be 2000 because we want 10 hours. And then you come back with a $5,000 package price that's going to be a little bit harder so starting prices can be beneficial they can be good um, they do help kind of set that anchor of we don't go below this so don't even inquire if this is over your budget um, and then some people have full pricing on your website and you got the, like the whole PDF that they can they can download. You got the flyer. You've got everything. You've got all your different package items. You got your a la carte stuff. They can custom build their own thing, and you have everything on there. For some people, that works great. For some people, it's just like you know you've got so many leads coming in. If you have if you've got like, you know, four or 500 leads coming in, you can only do 30 weddings in a year, then yeah, sure. Put all your pricing out there. And then, you know, the, the people that are going to be on the higher end, uh, they'll see where they fall, what they can get for that price. And they'll inquire about that. Um, that also kind of helps to roll out some budget uh, budget shoppers because they will look at your full pricing and see, okay, for what we want, they're out of our budget. Um, the, the downside of this is, well, one, you're more setting yourself up like a commodity than a luxury. So you're setting yourself up for like a Walmart. Like if you go to walmart.com, everything has a price. If you walk into Walmart, everything has a price and they're big yellow pretty sure they're yellow um big yellow uh stickers all over the place is like hey look this is only five dollars and then you're like oh hey yeah that's a pretty good deal or whatever and um so it's it's more of a commodity because you're just like hey this is what we have this is what the price is this is it um <clears throat> It also, um, so if they don't recognize the value that you're providing, then that's not good. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of discovery calls, a lot of like talking to your clients about your, what you provide, what you do is showing that value, helping them recognize the value that you're providing. Because a lot of people especially in the wedding industry, this is their first wedding. Uh, they don't really know too much. They've like gone on the knot and they downloaded some sort of uh, pricing budget thing, which is very generic and based in like one place in the United States. And it is not compatible with everything. Uh, plus, you know, budgets are, you know, it, it, it also has to do with what is more important to them, you know, because they may say that you have to have this amount of a budget for your dress, but they're like, yeah, no, I am going to wear this dress that I've already picked out or this one that I already have, or I'm going to repurpose my mom's or whatever. So budgets, 
they're probably coming to you with a budget from the not because they don't know what they're doing, um, which is totally cool and totally fine because this is their first wedding and they're not experts. That's you. You are the expert. You are the person that's supposed to come in with them and help walk through everything and show them, hey, this is how you do stuff. This is what this looks like. And this is what I can do for you. This is the value that I can provide. And then they can see, oh, this is the value that we put on the things that you're offering. Because they may come to you with a set budget and they're like, $1,200, that's it. That's the percentage of our total budget. That's what the knot says that we should pay for a photographer. We're not paying a penny over $1,200 because that's what the knot says. And I trust it because they say so. But then they talk to you and you're, you're explaining about what you provide, um, you know, why it's so important to have these photos, these heirlooms, these legacy albums, all these different things, why it's important to get a photographer who has experience and isn't, you know, shooting their third wedding at your wedding and, you know, has done this time and time again and has spent thousands and thousands of dollars on education to do it better and to serve you better and to do all the things. And they're seeing all this value. Then they're more apt to spend more money to uh, to spend on a luxury service than a commodity. Whenever you have your full pricing on there, there is no point in which you can add that value. It's much more difficult to get on a discovery call. It's much more difficult to be like, hey, let me talk you through these prices and everything because they've already looked at the pricing. They're holding the sheet. Eh, probably not. They're holding their iPad with this sheet on it and they're looking at all of the different prices and they're calculating it up and they're like, all right, eight hours plus an engagement plus this. And this is X amount. That's what we're going to pay. That's out of our budget. All right, move on to the next. And there's no point in which you can talk to them and really hear from them where they put their value on the things that you provide. So I would recommend not doing that. Um, those are all the different kinds. Uh, you got your no pricing inquire for the price. You've got your range of pricing. You have your average, you got your starting price and you've got a full everything menu on the website. None of these are correct. None of these are wrong. It all depends on where you are in your journey. You know, uh, the me, John, five years ago was at a different place serving a different clientele than I am today. And John five years from now is definitely going to be serving a different kind of clientele and be in a different place and charging different prices. So the pricing structure that I had before was not wrong. The pricing structure I have right now, also not wrong. Pricing structure in five years, also not wrong. So this is all dependent on where you are, what you feel like and what, um, what clientele you're trying to attract. So the more luxury clientele are going to lean toward the people who don't have pricing up 
but they show the value on their website. You have to show the value. You can't just have these crappy photos that are out of focus. And I mean, unless it's like intentionally out of focus, cause you got like the mountains in the background, it looks cool. But like, if you can tell, mm, like his face is out of focus and that doesn't seem right. Or these are really grainy or like your website is kind of choppy and it's, cutting off part of the photo or something weird like that's not portraying yourself as a luxury service so having no pricing is uh is going to hurt you because they are not seeing the value that you can provide as much as the value that you can provide um and then of course the other end is the low end or the budget friendly, the budget shoppers. Um, and they're really looking for the, uh, either the full price because they have a budget, they're sticking to it. They don't care. They're just going to find any photographer, anyone out there. It'll work. It's fine. As long as we have photos, doesn't matter what style doesn't matter if we have a good connection or a relationship, or if you know anything about me or you make these photos look like me and my personality, we just want photos of the day. It doesn't matter. We can hire, you know, someone at a high school with a camera. It's cool. They're just going to look for whoever fits their budget. So that's more on the full pricing or the range um, where they can say, okay, your, your, we, our budget falls in your range. Let's see what you can provide. Or we have the full budget. We have your menu. We can pick out what we want. And yeah, that falls in our budget for what we're wanting. We'll go ahead and hire you. So that's going to be on the lower end and the budget shoppers. So I hope that makes sense. Um, if you have any questions or any thoughts or comments, for sure reach out in the Facebook community, the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. Also, if uh, if you want to reach out, so, uh, you can DM me uh, on Instagram at lightdarkco. Um, and I would love to talk to you. If, if you have uh, differing opinions, if you're saying, okay, well, I have this and, you know, I, I have a full menu and I'm getting, you know, three times as many inquiries as I need to survive, then that's great. Like I said, there's no right or wrong answer to this, which is why this is one of the most heavily debated topics in all of the Facebook groups is because people see, you know, oh, no, I don't have pricing on my site and I get this and I get this and this works for me. And then other people say, oh, I don't I didn't have pricing on my site and it didn't work for me. And then there is debating and all that. So it works for for some people. It doesn't work for other people. And you can kind of see where you fall. Uh, right now, uh, I believe it's been a little while since I've updated my pricing page, um, or at least my inquiry, whatever uh, information page. Um, but I'm pretty sure I just have a starting price because that helps weed out the budget shoppers. And I've got, hey, wedding start at this price inquire for, you know, see if we're available for your date and more detailed pricing. And that's it. And I've get, I get a lot of inquiries and that works for me. That may not work for you. Um, it's, it's good to know, um, which of these, um, pricing strategies will attract different 
kinds of clientele. So if you are aiming more for the luxury side, it's good to know, um, okay, maybe I need to have no pricing or maybe a range or like a starting price or something. Or if uh, you're more on the like getting into the industry, if you've shot two weddings right now, or if you've only second shot and you're wanting to get into weddings more, then sure. Like you can, you can have all of your pricing or you can have an average or starting price or whatever. Um, and just see what works for you. Well, let's, uh, let's do the little segment of the show where we talk about what we're loving. Um, normally I don't, I don't think I do these on my solo, uh, lives, uh, just record them later, but I'm going to go ahead and do it right now because why not? Um, what am I loving right now? Um, I am loving the game clue. Um, my son, he is six. He, I don't know. I just found our, uh, board game clue and was like, Hey, what is this? And he's, you know, learning to read, uh, getting all of those letters and everything, structuring words and all that. So we're like, all right, cool. We can teach you like, this is the word kitchen. This is the word revolver and, uh, different things. So, uh, he's, got it down pretty well and we're pretty much playing every night uh once his younger sisters go to bed and we're just playing clue and it's fun and i remember playing it as a kid and uh yeah i'm enjoying that a lot so if you've never played clue um it's it's a fun murder mystery game um just a lot of small pieces, a lot of uh, a lot of questions. Uh, also, if you've never watched the movie Clue, I'm pretty sure it came out in like '85, '86 or something like that. Uh, it's really great. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Tim Curry films. Um, so go watch that. Pretty sure it's on Netflix. Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that both of the things that I'm loving this week are clue the board game and clue the movie. So go watch clue the movie and uh, play a game of clue with your friends. Um, But yeah, like always, this episode is recorded live on Facebook. You are watching it right now. This is how we record these. Um, It allows you to have uh, a two way conversation. We had Whitney coming in here talking about how uh, she shares her pricing Um, earlier. We had, uh, we had Peggy and she was talking about, uh, this was before the podcast, but um, whenever I asked about it in the group, you know, Peggy was sharing how um, she doesn't have pricing at all on her site. And uh, Heather was also saying, doesn't have pricing at all on her site. And that people have to inquire to get some sort of pricing. So anyway, thank you so much for watching. Um, if you were watching the replay, let me know. Uh, I'd love to see who, who watches the replay. I definitely, uh, pay attention to the names and the faces, uh, that pop in here, uh, in the Facebook community, in these Facebook lives. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. As always, these episodes are recorded in front of a live Facebook audience where you can ask questions and interact with us and make it more than just listening on your favorite podcast app. 
I would love it if you would subscribe on whatever app you are listening to us on. Um, and uh, join us next time by joining our Facebook community. Uh, just search on Facebook for the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group. Or you can go to lightdarkco.com slash joinfb. This episode was edited by me, John Mansfield, and our theme song is by the talented John Isaac. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco, and you can find me at allheartphoto. You can grab all of the show notes for all the things at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 54. Till next week, I'll see y'all in the Facebook group. Bye, guys.